It's the Dutch Republic in the golden age. We're gonna do the stuff and we're gonna do it with rage. I am six, that is my age. This is Dutch Republic and it's the golden age, y'all. The Dutch Republic Golden Age is the prime of the Republic when they have been prospering economically, politically, and are very diverse. The Golden Age is first characterized by the end of the Eighty Years' War in 1648 and will carry on until the end of the century. One of the focal points of the Dutch Republic is their artistic prominence and cultural influence as they have created a significant amount of artwork, music, plays, and other outlets of artistic ability. They also have a large network of oceanic trade routes to different countries and continents, as well as across most of Europe. Their economic prominence is defined by their social structure and how much power is handed to the productive class. Now sending it off to Caesar with an analysis of their government. Thank you, Stu, for introducing me so well. As you said, today we're going to be talking about government in the Dutch Republic. In an age of absolutism across Europe, the Dutch Republic thrived as a constitutionalist power. Following the Treaty of Westphalia, which ended the Thirty Years' War, the Dutch Republic was officially recognized as a nation. This marked their independence from Spain. In the Dutch Republic, the productive class was very influential. In other European nations, even though the productive class or the wealthy class made up a large percent of the population, the absolute ruler had far more influence than they ever could. But in the Dutch Republic, the productive class pushed constitutionalism against the traditional format of having one absolute monarch. The form of government that the Dutch Republic employed involved each province sending one representative to what was known as the States General. These representatives were known as Stadtholders. They were almost always members of the productive class, but it was still a step away from the absolute rule seen elsewhere. They were also able to participate in numerous wars throughout their reign, despite the lack of an absolute ruler. They fought against England on, on multiple occasions in what was known as the Anglo-Dutch Wars. Post-Glorious Revolution England was the main rival of the Dutch Republic. The reason for this rivalry was due to competing trade routes and a desire to prove that their government could be successful. Both sides wished to rule trade across Europe and show that they could be the main power. Another war that the Dutch participated in was the Spanish War of Succession, but they don't really like to talk about that. These wars have made large impacts on the economy, good and bad. And as always with war, there's death, but they don't like to talk about that either. The Dutch Republic's constitutionalist government laid the groundwork for their successes in trade, the arts, and wars. And now let's cover the arts with Drew. Now let's go to him. The Dutch Golden Age saw a prominent flourish of arts and culture with new innovation, technique, and subject matter 
Dutch art became very influential during its time. One of the unique attributes about Dutch arts is the focus on the merchant and gentry, land-owning peasants, and paintings. Like those of Johannes Vermeer and Rabant, many Dutch artists focused on everyday life of people and landscapes, which tended to be of rising port cities. This showed a shift from traditional religious paintings, mostly due to the previous Spanish Catholic rule, to the reflection of the growing merchant class of the Dutch Republic. The girl with the pearl earring and the milkmaid being two particularly influential pieces, both done by Johannes Vermeer, along with landscapes and self-portrait. All these paintings indicated a thriving life of the people and a significant economic boost during the Dutch Golden Age. While there was not a significant influx of Dutch music during this time, contributing to the most uh, Calvinists not allowing music to play during church service, musicians like Jans, Peter Zoon, Sweetlink had a fair share of influence. While musicians like this had a somber tone to their music, the fact that new music was able to thrive in the first place means there was a new influx of economic growth. Overall, art tends to reflect the current living situation of the artist, and most of Dutch art during the Dutch Republic's golden age reflects an age of prosperity and growing merchant class, with objects like a silk rug, exotic wine, or a globe being in the background of a painting of an old woman or landscapes of Amsterdam and other port cities, Dutch art is a great reflection of all the commerce that rapidly influenced the Dutch Republic at this time. And now to Stuart about trade. Thanks, Drew. One of the key products of the Dutch Golden Age was the success and prosperity of their systems of trade. Being especially near sea level, they had easy access to establishing trade with many countries. Being a culturally diverse and accepting nation, they were easy negotiators with other nations, impacting their successes. Amsterdam, in fact, became not only the extremely diverse area of Europe, but also the main trading location across all of Europe. The Dutch Republic's successions with trade kept the entire nation going and helped them maintain power for such a long period of time. wraps up this episode about the Dutch Republic. Me, Stu, and Drew hope that you, the audience, got something out of this and realized why the Dutch Republic stands out above all. Thank you for your time. Have a nice day. This podcast was brought to you in part by the Articles and Confederation, but their donations were too weak for us to remain partners with them. <laughs>